Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Andrew, the host of It's True Sports Podcast. I'm here back with another episode, and I'm going to start off real quick. I'm so sorry to all of you. Um, I was really working hard on the podcast and really going after it, and then week 17, the NFL hit, and I kind of just started slacking. It was lazy, uh, and I kept running out of time. It always seemed like I never had enough time to work on this, but... For future reference, I've been getting a lot better at that. I've been working on it a lot. So I'm hopefully planning to release a new episode every single week. Uh, I'm trying to get on a solid schedule. It's just the beginning is always the roughest part, you know. But I appreciate to everyone. I appreciate everyone who listens. Um, Just to give you a scenario of what's going on right now, I'm currently recording in my car. Um, It's 12.55 in the morning. Uh, I'm still at my house, like I'm not homeless, but uh, I don't have my, uh, I don't have some of the supplies I need and everything. So the only time I can find a record is early, early, early in the morning, in my car, not disturbing anyone else in my house. So that's where I'm at, guys. But I appreciate everyone who listens. Uh, so this week we got a lot of things to discuss. We have a lot of different topics to go over, and a lot of different things happened while I was gone. Uh, Week 17 hit, like I said, December 28th, Ohio State lost. They lost. And I was wrong. So it that was um, a crushing blow. Horrible game uh, to watch. Um, there's bad calls in every game. I've never seen some of the calls that were made there, but it's okay, you know. Um, it's a good thing I... I'm kind of happy we lost. I'm really excited to see how Justin Fields takes the loss. But we're going to talk about a cool idea that I came up with. Um, Who's the better Ohio State QB? In 2018, Joe Burrow and Dwayne Haskins were fighting for a spot to be the, the starter for Ohio State in 2018. Now, we all know Dwayne Haskins won the job. You know, he led Ohio State to the Rose Bowl. And he only played, he played one year, he led him to the Rose Bowl. Not bad at all. Joe Burrow transferred. Uh, He led LSU that year to the Fiesta Bowl. But the significant part of Joe Burrow, as we all know, he won the Heisman. He's a national champion. You know, he, he played phenomenal this year. Phenomenal. But let's look at these two quarterbacks side by side, 2018 to 2018. So we look at Dwayne Haskins, he had 4,753 yards passing. His completion percentage was at 69.9%, so basically 70. He had 53 touchdown passes, 8.9 yards per play was what he was averaging, and a QBR of 172.4. Joe Burrow, on the other hand, had 2,894 yards passing that year. 57.8 on his completion percentage. He had 16 passing touchdowns. He was averaging 6.6 yards per play. And he had 133.2 QBR. So Dwayne Haskins, when he came in, he really definitely was ready. And I think Urban Meyer made the right decision in picking Dwayne Haskins to start that year. But when we look at the impact that Joe Burrow had on the second year play that he had, I just want to go over these stats real quick. I know we've all heard them, but man, 
5,671 yards passing. 76.3 was his completion percentage. That's insane. 60 touchdowns, 2.8 or 10.8 yards per play. Not 2.8. That'd be really bad. But 10.8 yards per play. Uh, he was. He had two 2 QBR. Phenomenal this year. And then we looked at other quarterbacks. Um, all around the area, just to kind of compare. But I want to hear from you. I want you to tweet me. Uh, my tweet, my uh, Twitter handle is uh, It's Drew Podcast. Which QB would have you started at OSU in 2018? I'd like to hear from you. I'm curious on what your thoughts are about this. Uh, next, we're going to talk a little bit about, let's talk a little bit about this championship game. I don't know if you guys watched the national championship game. I watched a lot of it. I kept getting really bored. It was kind of... It was great whenever Joe Burrow was on the field, but watching Clemson was just, it was just boring. I don't know. I kept getting really bored watching them. So, uh, Trevor Lawrence had some huge mistakes against LSU. He had six overthrows. He had only seven all year, and he had six in that game alone. Now, he's still great. He's only a sophomore. He's still got a couple more years to go. Uh, well, not a couple. We got one more year to go. You know, he's he's going to be the number one overall pick next year. He's going to be great next year. He'll probably win the Heisman next year. Well, a lot of things can happen for Trevor Lawrence. It just is how he takes this loss. I mean, I can't imagine what that's like not losing your whole career until now. But something I want to talk about is Joe Burrow, the greatest QB in LSU history. So I went back, I started doing some digging. I was like, I think he might be, let's see. You know, LSU doesn't really have good quarterbacks typically. So I Googled it, you know, um, and the person that came up was Matt Mock. I think is how you say his name. Never heard of him. Uh, He started for LSU in 2003. That was the last year he played for them. He had a 64 completion percentage, 20, he had about 2,800 yards, 7.9 yards per attempt. For per attempt, excuse me, 28 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He doesn't even compare 20, 2,800 yards compared to 5,000. It's just not even close. Then we look at another quarterback came up, Matt Flynn. He, his last year for LSU was 2007. He had 2,400 yards, 56.3 completion percentage, 6.7 yards per attempt, 21 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. Both these quarterbacks, mind you, not bad, but they're not Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, you know, he had no, he has no competition for best QB in LSU history. But this brought up another great question. You know, what is what is it like for him? Is he the best QB in college football history? So I did some digging. You know, I I found I looked up at Tim Tebow. You know, one of the greatest of all time. He. His last year playing over Florida was 2009. He had 3,286 yards his sophomore year, 2,746 yards his junior year, 2,895 yards his senior year, and he averaged 9.3 yards per attempt. In his senior year, he had 36 touchdowns and 5 interceptions. 
very, very talented throughout his whole career. You know, unbelievable. Looked at Peyton Manning. His last year starting for Tennessee was 97. Uh, he had 2,954 yards his sophomore year, 3,200 yards and eight or 3,287 yards in his junior year, and 3,819 yards in his senior year. He had a 62.5 completion percentage. Eight yards per attempt, 36 touchdowns to 11 INTs. Then we have Matt Linehart, or Linhart, I think it's Linehart. Uh, 2005, he played for Arizona. 3,556 yards his sophomore year, 3,322 yards his junior year, 3,800 yards his senior year. Unbelievable quarterback. Just. One of the best to ever go to Arizona. I can't believe it. You know, looking back at all these quarterbacks who have come before, someone like Joe Burrow, you know, he had 28 touchdowns to eight interceptions. But you know what's interesting? In his sophomore year, he actually had 38 touchdowns to nine interceptions. Joe Burrow, in my opinion, has had the greatest year as a QB ever. Maybe not the greatest QB college career, but the greatest year over the, the course of all the games played. Just phenomenal. Phenomenal. I've never seen a quarterback like it. I think he's one of the greatest of all time when it comes to just, when we're looking at just a year. Obviously, Matt Leinhardt is phenomenal and is great for career-wise. But just looking at the one year that he really set the stage on fire, like he's phenomenal. All right, guys. Next, we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs. Uh, you know, we had Buffalo loss. We're going to talk about some of the great games that happened. We're going to talk about uh, Tennessee's upset. And we're also going to talk about my some of my bold predictions. Tennessee will win the Super Bowl. Once again, Tennessee will win the Super Bowl. Clemson will win the national championship game next year. Baker Mayfield will not survive in the NFL. And then we also will do a quick segment on the XFL, which I am so excited to talk about. Real quick, guys, we're going to take a break. I'll be back in just a minute. Hey guys, what's going on? I am back. I got a quick drink of water. Got a little bit freshened up. Um, still recording from the good old car, you know. I got a nice, a nice and sexy Toyota Echo. Um, it's the tan color. It's really great. I love it. Um, it's my chick magnet. That's what I tell my mother. It's really great. You guys would love it. It's a good old two-door. I got the good old-fashioned roll-down windows in it. There's a steering wheel sometimes that works. But yeah, I love it. Can't do anything without my Toyota Echo. So I'm back at it recording the pod in my car. So we're going to talk about a couple of different things. We're going to talk about, like I said, the NFL playoffs, some of my bold predictions, and we're going to talk about the XFL. The XFL. Why am I excited about the XFL? I've, had, I've talked to so many people about the XFL, so many different people. And they're all like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Look, 
You know how awesome it's going to be to have football year-round all the time? There's so many times where I'm like, baseball is so, it's just so bad. Everybody, I guess you like a pitching battle every now and again, but I can't sit there and watch on my television for four hours baseball. Like, I can't do it. I'm basketball. I'm not really a fan of it. That's why I started this podcast. I'm a football guy. We're, this whole podcast is only football. So why am I excited for the XFL? Like I said, football year-round, they have a new rule, the double forward pass, which is going to be phenomenal. I'm really excited to see how it plays out. Um, I, I, I like it. I like the idea of it. So I was thinking about different plays that you could run. And the rule is that you can throw one pass behind the line of scrimmage and one pass after the line of scrimmage on a single play, which is very unique. And it's got me thinking, here's how you can set up something like that. You have you have three men who are blockers on the on the line of scrimmage, right? And then you have a running back about ten yards behind them. And there's the guy who's snapping the ball, the center, he's gonna snap it back to your running back. And you could do so many cool read options with this where you can have two quarterbacks set up on each like one quarterback on each side and two receivers on each side. And it's the running back making a quick read and then tossing it each way. It's going to be really cool to see what offensive coordinators do with this opportunity. I'm, I just, I can't wait to watch the XFL. You know, we're going to have a lot more big plays, a lot more big plays. I'm very excited for that. They're speeding things up, making things a lot, just a lot better. And I personally think we're going to have better coaches. They'll be, we're going to have better coaches produced because they're going to have to go through a system where the rules are a little bit different, but you have to be more unique in your play calling. I'm very excited to see what these coaches do in order to make the XFL great, in order to make their teams win football games. It's going to be so awesome to watch. And then I like to call it the American dream sport. You know, there's so many guys who go into college and try to go in the NFL and they don't make it. Now they have the opportunity to play again in the XFL. They have it, and I didn't realize this until a while ago. They have it in the Arena Football League. They have it all over the place. So I think it is going to be great to see these players playing their heart out, trying to get a spot in the NFL. I think football becomes more attractive as a career because of this. High school players, I remember when I was in middle school even. I love football. I always have and I quit because I want to get a job. That was my reasoning. I wanted to get a job. I didn't want to have to do all that work with football because I was like, the chance of me ever playing at a higher level besides college, it's not that high. It's not worth it. But now, like, after watching football, after learning so much more about it, you know, there's so many opportunities out there. So I think this makes it more attractive for um, high school football players to continue to play. You know, I already bought my uh, D.C. Defenders jersey uh, with Cardell Jones. You know, I'm so excited to watch the XFL. Hoping to have it. We're going to have a great week after the XFL comes out. And now let's move on. Let's shift gears. So we have the NFL playoffs. We're going to talk about Buffalo's loss, some of the great games that have happened, and Tennessee's upset. 
So guys, I was a bit depressed the last the last couple weeks. You know, I didn't even put out a podcast. It was it was rough. My Bills lost their playoff game. It was a sad, sad game, sad, sad day in the Lucas household. Uh, I just was not happy at all. There was some good things that I liked, some things that I didn't like. You know, the Bills they lost a great game to a great team. The fact is that uh, we made that we made um, we made a big deal. I got I made a big deal. I got really excited. But now that it's over, we have time to reflect. So I'm very excited to see what Buffalo brings to the table next year. And I know they're heading in the right direction. Sean McDermott, one of the best coaches in the league, he's going to do something with that team. And he turns talent. He, like, brings in talent out of nowhere that you aren't even expecting. I mean, both sides of the football play great. Uh, Credit to Houston. Came back from 16-0. What a great game. Both sides played great, but in the end, Buffalo just couldn't execute. So, you know, we had some great playoff games. We had uh, Buffalo and Houston. You know, the Patriots lost, which made my day a lot better. Um, It's always a good day when the Patriots lose. I mean, if you're with me, tweet me out. Let me know. I want to know what, like, you guys do when the Patriots lose. Like, what's your go-to? Like, you know what, mine was, mine was uh, I went straight to Handel's Ice Cream, which is a nice little local ice cream place down here in Youngstown, where I'm from. Greatest ice cream ever. That's where I went. What do you guys do when you see a, a team that you hate lose? Like, what's your tradition for that? You can tweet me out once again at It's True Podcast. And then the Vikings beat the Saints, which was unbelievable game. I watched that one really good. I love these games. They've been so entertaining. We we saw the Seahawks beat the Eagles, which was expected, but what wasn't expected was the game that was played between them. It was a lot closer than I anticipated. Wasn't very entertaining, but it was unique to see the Seahawks struggle against the Eagles. And to see the Eagles fight back, you know? And of course Carson Wentz couldn't even get his shot. I felt so bad for them. You know, Carson Wentz has never had the opportunity to play in a full playoff game. It's it's horrible for him. I don't know what's going to happen with him. He's so injury prone. It's tough. I don't know. I might I might try to trade him next year if I'm the Eagles. Then, you know, the Ravens lost in the divisional round, which was crazy. The Ravens looked so bad in that game. Derrick Henry is a monster. I'm just, I'm so excited to watch that Tennessee team. The Chiefs came back from a 24-0. Defic, (laughs) whatever. They came back from a 24-0 deficit uh, against Houston, which is crazy because Houston came back from a 16-point deficit the week before. And then they scored 50, I think it was 51 points. That Chiefs team is unbelievable. Then the Packers beat the Red Hot Seahawks. I really thought the Seahawks were going to win that game and go to the NFC Championship. But I guess it's a little bit different when you're not, when you don't get a home game in the playoffs. It's got to be tough. Um, But let's move on to our next subject. Some of my bold predictions. So Tennessee, here's my opinion, guys. Listen, I'm going to say it loud and clear. Tennessee will win the Super Bowl. 
listen to this. L- let's let's just look at the box score. You know, if we look at the box score from the game against the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, 31 of 59, 365 yards passing, one touchdown. Lamar Jackson, 20 carries, 143 yards rushing. Ryan Tannehill, 7 for 14, 88 yards, two touchdowns. He was sacked. If you look at the box score, who won this game? Baltimore. It looks like they absolutely dominated Tennessee. But this is the moment where you realize the box score doesn't tell you anything at all. This Tennessee team destroyed the Ravens. I think they won 28-12. Lamar Jackson was trying to do too much. This Derrick Henry came out on fire as always. 195 yards. Come on. He is a monster. But look, people always say they say stats don't lie, but apparently they do. Look at this. Lamar Jackson played so phenomenal, but the f- problem is he threw the ball 59 times. You got to run the ball. Outside of just Lamar Jackson taking off and running, he had 20 carries on top of throwing the ball 59 times. He's a monster. He's might. He has a bright future. He definitely does. Not might. He has a bright future. But they got to give the ball more to Mark Ingram. Like, I don't even know what you're doing. Come on. These Harbaugh's. Ugh. Sometimes they're great, and then other times they're horrible. Every time they play an Ohio team, I swear. <laughs> if you don't know, the Ravens lost earlier this year to the Browns. It was crazy. But then we have Tennessee. They have a fantastic defense. They held the greatest rushing offense in the NFL to just 12 points. One touchdown through four quarters. They just—they don't give up points. Fantastic. They might not be the best, but they don't give up points. They turn the ball over. They're very good. Very good. Then we have Derrick Henry. 1,500 rush yards on the year. Five yards per carry, 102 yards per game, 16 touchdowns. This guy is phenomenal. He is the best player in the league next to Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. He is just unbelievably talented. And here's the thing, Ryan Tannehill, he only threw for 88 yards, but he makes the plays when he has to in order to be effective. Every time that he made a play, it was on like a third down. It was on a crucial moment in that game. This Tennessee team will win the Super Bowl this year. They're going to take down. They're going to take down any team that they come across. Let's see. Their last game is against Kansas City. Kansas City. Much love to them. Here's the thing. They have a great team, horrible defense. If you run the ball down their throat the whole game, they aren't going to be able to keep up with you. That's why I think Tennessee is going to win this week. Clemson. Clemson will win the national championship next year, which feels like a jab to the stomach when I say that. But look, 
Trevor Lawrence is only losing one wide receiver this year. He's only losing T. Higgins. T. Higgins. He still has who, who I believe is the best receiver on their team and who is going to be fantastic in the NFL, Justin Ross. I think Justin Ross will be the greatest receiver in college football next year. He showed tremendous skill this year and showed how much talent he has and that he is elite. Like, he's just so great. I'm excited to watch him this upcoming year. You know, Dabo Sweeney, he always finds a way to make his playoff. The toughest game on their schedule next year, they play Notre Dame. But here's the thing. We all know Notre Dame can't, they can't win big games. They don't win when they need to. They're a two-loss team every year. Or they're a one-loss team, but they're not a team that makes it the playoff. Plus, there's a lot on the line for many for many NFL prospects on the Clemson team for next year. Primarily Trevor Lawrence. He's gonna light the stage on fire. And he's gonna really excuse me. He's gonna really show his talent. He's really gonna jump to the next level next year and prove why he should be number one as he already has i mean guys we've talked about this before his perfect ball placement great accuracy i would love to have him on my team but i'm not getting rid of josh allen (laughs) but i'd love to see him go anywhere like he is just phenomenal i'm gonna watch i can't wait to watch him in the nfl can't wait to watch him next year in college more very very good quarterback Next topic, Baker Mayfield will not survive in the NFL. He has gone down in performance. His accuracy dropped by 4%. He threw for for less yards per attempt. He had 27 touchdowns in his rookie year, but now he only has 22 He was sacked 40 times. I mean, guys, he couldn't even play well against Cincinnati. He only completed 12 passes in that game. He's on his fourth head coach. He had Hugh Jackson, Greg Williams, Freddie Kitchens, and now he has Kevin Stefanski. He couldn't succeed under Hugh, and he couldn't succeed under Freddie. He wanted Freddie to be the coach at Cleveland. That's what he wanted, and he still couldn't succeed. He really he needs that dominance in the locker room by a head coach. He needs to have a guy who's old-fashioned football who just gets him going because he's not there, you know. And I don't I don't know if there's a way to save him. I don't think there is. I think he cares too much about money. Look, he does way too many ads. He needs to focus on football if he's ever going to get better. Look, you've seen all these athletes who are on TV now. When they retire, when they retire, they're in 500 movies. Not when they're still playing. They aren't in 300 million ads. You see someone like, uh, you see someone like Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers who has State Farm commercials all the time. Aaron Rodgers is great. Aaron Rodgers didn't get that deal until he was in the league for a while. I think Baker is taking on way too much. And I also think he talks too much, which can be a good thing, but he's too talkative and they just doesn't produce. 
So I don't think Baker Mayfield will, I think Baker Mayfield will not survive in the NFL. I think he's going to be out within the next couple of years. Maybe the XFL, that'd be interesting to see if he made it there. Um, I also think Clemson will win the national championship next year. And I believe Tennessee will win the Super Bowl. Next thing we're going to go over, Super Bowl predictions. Guys, it is coming up. Super Bowl predictions, okay? Are you guys ready for the Super Bowl? If you are, I want you to tweet me right now at It's True Podcast. Let me know who you think is going to be there, what the score is. Let me know who you think is the best team going into that game. It's a whole new game when you enter the Super Bowl. Anything can happen. My Super Bowl prediction is Tennessee versus San Fran. Guys, it's simple. I think San Fran is going to destroy Green Bay this week. I think they're going to win by 21 points. And then Tennessee, I think they're going to win by seven against a great, great team in Kansas City. But look, in the end, Tennessee is going to win. They're going to win 35-27 in the Super Bowl. It's going to be a great game. I can't wait to see it. And also, guys, thank you so much for watching. This is going to be the end of the show, but I have a quick announcement that is huge. So coming up in just a couple weeks, we are having a guest on our show again. We had him on last week. His name's Jay Kennedy. He plays um, arena football. So this podcast is going to release on the 27th. It's just an interview with him. It's the day after the Pro Bowl because we all know the Pro Bowl is a joke. But he is going to be on the show, and I'm interviewing him. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Mark your calendars, January 27th. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great week. Have a great day. Feel free to DM me with anything that you think I'm getting wrong, which is a very high possibility. Um, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.